Thanks, Charlie. And uh, hello, everybody. Now, I've had a massive three texts through from people. And uh, Jean, you thought this was a little island in Sydney Harbour? Not correct. Now, Bruce and the Adiemos, they got this absolutely right. This is Alcatraz Prison. Definitely an island that you don't want to be stuck on. Okay, show the next slide. It's actually in San Francisco Bay. It's not a prison anymore, but it's, you can see the city in the background there. It's a mile and a half from the shore. And they said that no one ever escaped from Alcatraz and survived, although people did try. It was too dangerous to swim. There were currents that would sweep you away. There were sharks in the water. There were rocks. You know, if you wanted to get off of there, someone had to come get you in a boat or a helicopter or something like that. Now, Holiday Bible Club this week has been all about being stuck and needing rescue. And all the stories I know where someone has been stuck on a desert island, they've always wanted to get off. They've always wanted to be rescued because back home is where all the good stuff is, where you've got food and shelter and your clothes and your friends and your family and all the people who care about you, all the things you really need as a human being, the things that are good for us. And you know someone who knows what's really good for us as human beings, and that's God, our creator, the God who created us, and he created this world as well. Now, if you've followed the stories this week, you will know um, about Adam and Eve, the first humans that God created, God created a perfect world. Adam and Eve had a perfect relationship, and they had a perfect relationship with God as well. And they had one command from God that said, do not eat from this one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All the other trees, fine, you can eat the fruit. But this one, the day you eat that fruit, you will die. And we know from the stories also that, of course, Adam and Eve disobeyed. They took fruit and they ate it. And death came into creation that day. And Adam and Eve's bodies eventually died. They were supposed to live forever. That's how they were designed. Now, their relationship with God was spoiled. And they had to leave that beautiful garden that God had put them in. And we're going to put ourselves in Adam and Eve's shoes for a moment. Let's imagine that God says, not don't eat from that tree, But rather, see that island over there? Do not swim across to that island. If you swim across to that island, it looks really nice, but you will get stuck there and you won't be able to get back. Our relationship will be spoiled. We'll be separated. We won't be together anymore. But you know what we do? We say, well, it looks like a nice island. I'm going to try it. And we swim across to that island and we get stuck there. And our relationship with God is broken. Separated from God because we do the one thing he told us not to do. That would be tragic. But you know, this desire in human beings, in you and me, to do things opposite to what God says, to go our own way, to be selfish. This is what ruins our relationship with God. And this is what the Bible calls sin. It's a strange word. But it means that rebellion against God that is kind of the tendency that we have. There's a verse in the Old Testament. It says, 
Um, if you can read that there, it says your iniquities. Now, iniquities is the stuff we do wrong, the bad thoughts and the bad actions that we do. Your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Why are we like that? Why are we like that as people? Now, the Bible teaches us that uh, we've inherited sin from Adam and Eve. They've passed it down to us. And that's why our bodies die as well. Did you know that Adam and Eve are your great, 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 and probably a few more great grandparents? Now, if you look back a few thousand years, you might think your ancestors look like this. Or you might think they look like this. But actually, no. Your ancestors are completely human, and they always have been. And you know how sometimes we look a bit like our parents? You might have your nose from your dad. He's passed that on to you. You might be really tall, like your mum, because she's really tall, and she's passed that on to you. Or you might have the colour eyes of your parents. Well, Adam and Eve, they passed down to us sin, and we all need rescuing from that sin. Every human being. Now, God is going to be our judge one day. And that eternal separation, that separation from ever from God, forever from God, is what the Bible calls hell. And God wants nobody to spend an eternity without him once they die and leave this earth. But the good news, and that's what HBC has been all about, there was a rescue plan. We know from the stories that Jesus was God's rescue plan. And we're going to talk a little bit about that more in a moment. But first, we're going to sing. We're going to sing a song that you've learned at Holiday Bible Club this week, Super Saviour. So how does this work then? How does Jesus rescue us? There's a Bible, uh, there's a, a Bible verse that says this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When Jesus died on the cross, something happened there that meant that we don't have to be separated from God anymore. Our friendship could be renewed and started again. Jesus went willingly to die for us. Why we were still sinners. That meant why we were still in a hopeless place where we couldn't save ourselves. You know, we can't be good enough to please God because sin is the problem. Now, Kate, on Wednesday, um, in the story, she reminded us of how Jesus had no sin of his own. He couldn't be judged for sin, so he couldn't die because of his own sin. But he willingly took the judgment for our sin. He could take all our sin with him when he died. On the cross that day, he suffered the punishment for our sin himself, separated from God his Father, the separation that we deserve, standing in our place like a substitute, swapping places with us. But we know also from the stories that it didn't end there. Jesus was raised from the dead. On that Easter morning, that's what we celebrate. He was gloriously raised from death defeating death, victorious. This means that our sin is completely paid for by Jesus. and We can be forgiven. Death no longer has that hold on us that it did 
But you know what? You've got to respond to the rescue plan. Imagine that we're on our desert island and God sends a boat to rescue us. Now, that's very nice. We can go down to the shoreline. We can look at the boat and say, isn't it fantastic that God has sent a rescue boat for us? And then go and carry on with our day. Come back the next day, admire the boat. What a fantastic rescue boat. That's all very well, but it's only any good if we get on the boat. Otherwise, the rescue plan won't work. It's just a boat. And when it comes to Jesus too, we've got to respond to his rescue plan. Not looking at Jesus from a long way away saying, well, that's all very well. That's very nice, but that's not for me. I hope one day that God will forgive me if I'm good enough. You've got to respond. You've got to believe it and respond to him. Now, in the book of Mark, which is one of the Gospels in the Bible, the first words we hear Jesus say are these words. Repent and believe in the Gospel. He was saying, believe in the good news about me. And he was saying, repent. That means turning away from your sin and turning towards God and receiving forgiveness. It's an amazing thing. That's the gospel. That's why it's called good news. So we too need to ask Jesus to forgive us for our sin. We need to repent. We need to go in God's direction and not our old sinful direction. Believing that he died for us and that he rose again from the dead. He will give us, he promises, the gift of eternal life. Now I'm just going to borrow some words to finish. Borrow some words a little bit from the Paul who was a follower of Jesus and from John in his gospel. He was a follower of Jesus. And these are my words to you. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now I invite you today, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, if you don't know that forgiveness, trust him as your Lord And the one who saves you. You can do that today. Ask him to forgive you. Turn your back on sin and follow him and walk with him in new life now and eternal life for the future. Now, you can do that today. There's nothing stopping you.